How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Applause, 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 applause. Yay! Hey, we got a cool guest today, huh? He hasn't popped on yet, though, right? Oh my gosh, do we have an incredible show for you guys tonight. So listen, you know, this is a taped show. Um, so unfortunately, I mean, you can write comments. We'll pick them up later. Uh, please, you know, write them in if you want to. But John McAfee of the McAfee Antiviral Software is going to be our guest. And I, I'm telling you, it, it's just such a delight chatting with him. This is the second time that he's been on our show. And um, hopefully he'll come back again. But it's just wonderful just hearing what he has to say. This is a really brilliant fellow who has, uh, has a, a view on the world that is definitely worth sharing. It is his I am, uh, and it is fascinating. He's so, like a bizarro Dr. Joe almost. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It is, he's, he's my, my, how would you say, my alter ego. Your yin to your yang. My yin to my yang. Cool. Oh, well, there he is. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the founder and creator of McAfee Antivirus Software, who has been a guest on a massive amount of podcasts with the likes of That Larry Show and the Joe Rogan Experience, to John McAfee. John, what's up, my man? So I am curious, how is it going down there with this you know, that sort of pandemic crisis. Are you guys okay? Oh, we're fine. Uh, we um, uh, we got our first taste in Spain. We had uh, gone to visit friends um, the evening before they locked down and woke up in the morning and can't leave. Wow. <laughs> no, you know, it's serious in Spain. Serious. I mean, I don't know if you've seen videos of police um, beating old ladies oh yeah for being old. you've seen those yes They're horrific so we put up with that for eight days and finally escaped i mean it took a it took a lot to escape try escaping from a country under martial law and quarantine wow. <laughs> but, but we managed and uh, and then we got to <laughs> we got to our home <laughs> and they got locked down <laughs> but nowhere near as serious all right, we just can't leave the house. I mean, we can go to the grocery store or, or the hospital. Uh, those are the only businesses that are open. Yeah. Now, we talked, we talked about how a lot of uh, the symptoms of a disease are actually the body trying to fight it. Do you think that in many countries, the response to the coronavirus is going to be worse than the disease itself? Of course it is. People, I mean, I'm a mathematician. Um, let's look at the numbers. Fewer than 100,000 so far have died with cars. Maybe it'll double the Um Do you realize how many people die from the flu every fucking year? 630,000 last year. Anywhere between a half million and a million people died, not infected. 200 million infected, 
Now, those of you out there with Google, please check these numbers because if it comes to numbers, I'm always right. So now, uh, that's the flip. Uh, other pathogen created um, uh, illnesses that caused deaths, there were 1.1 million deaths from diarrhea in the same period of time. Hmm. 2.5 million diarrhea deaths per year are caused by pathogens. Now, uh, why don't we find out uh, what the most serious of those are and lock ourselves away? Now, do we have all the data, though? Because one thing that gives me pause is the fact that China, a country not super famous for worker safety standards, shut down their entire economy because they were so scared of this. Oh, bullshit. Bull fucking shit. They shut down Wuhan. No. All right. Okay. Chinese are not stupid people, right? Um, they know that the coronavirus is a, um, an airborne. Uh, illness, airborne virus. Uh, you can sneeze in the air and the gentlest breeze can walk that virus a hundred goddamn miles. So now the Chinese know this, yet they sealed off a city. Do you understand the absurdity of this? <laughs> it's like, well, do you expect, to, or maybe it's a virus smarter than I, I, I know. And when they see the sign saying no exit, the viruses go, God damn it, we're stuck here. No, they go where the wind goes. Now, unless the Chinese lowered a massive dome over Wuhan, I didn't see one come down. I never heard of one. Yet, we in the Western world believe that lie. Why? Because they scared us first before they did their ridiculousness. Now, nobody's allowed in and out of Wuhan. Most of all, reporters. So all we have are numbers given to us by the Chinese government, which, which are horrific. Maybe a 4% death rate it might infect 400 million people. Um, that was the news coming out of Wuhan, but no way to verify it. Reporters can't go in and see what's going on. Citizen lockdown. Do you see the beauty of lockdown? No one can know the truth of what's happening outside your goddamn house, people, and you're putting up with this because you're afraid. And the government said, we will save you. Well, let's run a few scenarios, shall we? The numbers don't add up because I've been watching the death rate, the death numbers every fucking morning from John Hopkins. People go, oh my God, it's a, it's a, and, um, uh, if, if, you know, it's a, a high percent, you know, what is it fucking called? <laughs> the, top of the incidence? The incidence? Uh, the prevalence? No, uh, right. never mind. No, hang on. Uh, my mind just left me. What? Exponential? Is that what we were trying to Oh, fuck yes. Janice just goes, you Whoa, mean exponential? Janice. She goes, oh, you mean exponential? And I go, yes. That's, that's it. What the, that's what the press was saying. That's what we Everybody got believed it. Right. Please, why don't you go back and take a snapshot from that site or the World Health Organization, either one fairly reasonable to believe, and you look at them side by side by side. No, it is not geometric it is not exponential it's as linear as you can find yet mm -hmm. and and you show me 
any statistics. Now, number infected, oh, hell yes, that's going to go through the roof. Right. I have enough test kits to test it. <laughs> we only count the ones that we can test. That's right. I promise you, anybody in the world dying of anything looking like a respiratory illness is tested. So you can damn well guarantee the death numbers are accurate. So why don't we start with what we know has to be true? This is not a pandemic for fuck's sake. Look at the numbers. I think there's less than 75,000. I said less than 100,000. I know because this morning it was 54,000 dead. Tomorrow there'll be, I can predict it. You want me to predict tomorrow's numbers? Go ahead. Would you like me to do that? I'll be in 71,000 dead. You mark my fucking words. All right, now, so, um, why? Because it, it's a linear curve. Any mathematician can plot the fucker out. We're not in a pandemic. We're not in a situation. In fact, this is far better than the flu. Flu killed 630,000 last year alone. Right. So what do you think the motivation is then for calling it a pandemic? Is there one? Oh, well, listen. <laughs> you all look like adults to me, so we, may we speak? Please. But, uh, when, when all else fails, I go back to my early childhood learning. Uh, my grandfather telling me things like, you know, there's going to be a lot that you don't understand in this world. You never will. And every single moment is going to be a mystery. If you want to solve a mystery of who did what, all you have to do is look at the what and ask yourself who benefited most. Hmm. Now, now, a lot of people are saying the, the what is, <clears throat> it's the mainstream media sensationalizing everything. And everybody believes the mainstream media because of CNN and Fox and CNBC. And RT all say the same goddamn thing. Then you know every leader in the world is going to go, oh, it must be true. Mm -hmm. No. So I do know their sense. Everybody can see their sensationalizing. Look at the numbers. Look at what the mainstream media says. Now, so this is my conjecture. Who benefits from this chaos? Certainly no business in the world. Air, airlines, they're going to sink. Airplane manufacturers, paving companies, local bread manufacturers, everything is going to fail except for one business. What is that business, people? The mainstream media. Mm. Because I promise you, today, they've got 10 times as many eyes per second on them than they had before this nonsense began. So they definitely benefited. I'm not saying they made it happen, mm -hmm. but you've got to see they're going to come out kings of the fucking world. You don't have all the goddamn money, the eyeballs, and all of the belief because the mainstream media is going to manufacture a story where the government and large corporations and the mainstream media saved you all. If it were not for the media, we could not have convinced you to stay in your homes. But you would not have known in advance of the horror that 
was coming from China. No people. That's so we got. this no, isn't even. There's one business, but you need to understand another thing. There's one business that benefits and one government that benefits. Can you guess what that government is? Don't you think we're gonna that that the that the people, the general population, are gonna realize this and turn on the media and say, we don't trust you anymore. We therefore are not gonna listen or consume anything that you have to say anymore. Optimistic. Is it gonna matter after they've already won? They've won, they don't give a shit whether you care anymore because here's what's gonna happen next, which they know and anybody with a brain knows. Our economy is going to collapse. Every economy in this world is going to collapse. We've been inside. Janice and I, um, in Eastern and Western Europe, together for almost a month. Now, do you think the world, nothing like this has ever happened before, do you think the world will survive this? Do you? Yeah. What, what if the squirrels, when they're they're gathering their nuts in that critical period, where if they don't gather enough, they will die before spell time. So they're out there just doing what they have to. What if the squirrels said, you know what? There's a pandemic coming, and we'll all get sick and die. So stop what you're doing and go hide in your home. It's happening. That's what we have done. Mm. So, but that's just one thing. Every government in the world is going to virtually collapse. Uh, the dollar is going to uh, hyperinflate. Uh, the only one country or one government that benefits, and that's China. China, China's already said, hey, no, we're done. We got no more problem here, people. Um, and they're cranking their shit up while the rest of the world is shutting down. Good. God, could nobody see this coming? Interesting idea. Hey, what about what about Interesting crypto? idea? <laughs> Do you tell me? Tell me that China's not winning already. Yeah. Their economy's now flourishing. We got no problem, people. Don't panic. Uh, we're we fought it. We're done. That wall around Wuhan saved China. <laughs> okay, that's John. Oh, yes. John, do you think the Chinese uh, created this virus? No, it's not a created virus, for fuck's sake. The coronavirus, please, grab a medical book or go on Medline. It only costs $9 a month and read some articles about coronaviruses. Uh, thousands of them been around uh, since the first mammals popped out That's right. uh, from, uh, from the earth. Yep. Um, who gives us, we don't have to create viruses. What, you want a new one? Well, I don't know. Why don't you just take anything that recently died? Uh, if you get enough of them, you're going to find new viruses. I promise you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to create a virus. Good God, people, no one died. Because if this was a created virus, <laughs> a uh, biological warfare, they need to fire their head of development and everybody down to the janitor and replace them because it is not a virus. Number one, it doesn't uh, distinguish between Chinese and blacks, even though I said it did in a joke and got thrashed on Twitter for doing so. No, it, it doesn't uh, uh, care 
infects. It'll infect your dog, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Just let's infect something. Um, and um, it's, it is simply one of literally millions of biological enemies that we have mm-hmm. that you just gotta fucking ignore. You know, so you what could they what could they have done to contain it and protect everybody else if they wanted to? You can't contain a virus once it's infected more than one person and those people have said no good God. Infect one person is gonna infect a thousand minutes if you're in a subway station. So no um, they so you shelter in. Have contained it. Pardon? So you have to shelter down, hunker down, and stay away from each other so it doesn't spread, right? I don't give a shit. I'll take it now. Inject me with it. It's a goddamn flu like virus. The statistics are fucked. The number of dead is impossibly low. Impossibly low for what they're saying the problem is. Please give me that rather than the flu, because I'll have a hundred times greater chance of surviving the coronavirus than I will the fucking flu. Now, that will be disagreed with by every medical professional on this fucking planet. I don't give a shit. You decide yourselves, people, you can add and subtract, go on to uh, either the World Health Organization uh, coronavirus site or John Hopkins, make a printout of the past 30 days, the number of dead. It is not geometric. It is not exponential. It is flat. Mm. Virtually the same number of new deaths every fucking day. Now, please, God, I want a virus like that. What do you think, though, um, of the sort of observations that are coming out that the world is healing itself in terms of smog and pollution? Do you think that's real? Let me tell you what I believe. I believe. I believe that when the world wants to heal itself, it's not going to lock us down. It's going to simply eradicate us. Mm. We are a fucking hopeless species, as I see it from the world's standpoint. The world's been around for, what, five billion years. Plants have been around for, what? Two billion? Four billion, yeah. Yeah. Animals have been around for almost two billion. Well, animals, but the the things that could leave a stationary thing and move around, like so on. Right. Um, And um, we've been around such a short period of time that that standing, there's simply no way to see it in the scale of near infinity that the Earth has been here mm-hmm. doing its thing. Um, let's, let's, let's get humans for a second and yet real at the same time. Uh, let's assume that Darwin is correct. Assume what? And, uh, Darwin. That Darwin. Darwin is correct. Yes, yes I, will, the, I will be there. The, yes. The evolution of species, as as it is written, which I've read twice now, cover to cover, uh, is as factual as you can as you can get. Um, specifically, given the period of time in which you wrote it. Now, if so, then with the near infinite number of species popped up, uh, 
multiply that by the number of individuals uh, over the span of the species existence. I mean, it's as close to infinity as you can possibly get. Mm. Chaos theory will tell you there has to be some serious order there. And if so, let's assume there is a an evolutionary intelligence of some kind, not a being sitting around, you know, but just a, 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 an entire world gestalt of all species, you know, vibrating together in some synergy. And then someone goes, you know, look, um, things are getting boring. Why don't we experiment with the mouth? First of all, uh, let's see how big uh, and horrifying we can get a mouth. Well, I mean, that began in the early Jurassic stage and ended up at the late of Jurassic with the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Now, Tyrannosaurus Rex didn't even have arms, didn't have front legs. They had shriveled into appendages, uh, like your appendix, um, just little things. Couldn't pick anything up, couldn't, couldn't do shit. It was basically a mouth. Why was his arm so small? Because the mouth was so big, no room for arms. It was a mouth on legs. And then someone goes, you know what? It's kind of boring, isn't it? This big mouth thing. I mean, um, listen, we can't get any more than this. And it hasn't been much fun. We just wiped these creatures out. We'll start something new. And everybody goes, yeah, you know, you're right. Fred's always right. Um, okay, the dinosaurs gone in a flash. Then popped out what? Uh, furry fucking creatures called mammals. Well, that was the beginning of the problem. Somewhere along the line, someone said, you know what? So we fucked up the mouth thing. We ended up with the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It was useless. Why don't we try the brain? Who knows what that might do? And people go, yeah, I bet that will be interesting. Well, if that's exactly how it works, then someone very soon is going to go, hey, you guys, listen, uh, you, you idiots that did the brain experiment. Look what the fuck you've done. I mean, the rainforest, it, it, it took um, nearly 600 million years to create something that spectacular, gone, right? Uh, no more oxygen in the fucking air. The, the humans have burned it up, whatever. And then they'll all go, yeah, you know, you're right, actually. Uh, okay, uh, uh, let's get rid of man and all primates, and maybe even all mammals. I don't fucking know. But no, it's not going to put us in our homes in some subtle way uh, to clean up the mess that we have made. No, it doesn't work that way. And we've got to clean up our mess, or the world will just clean us off the map. Yeah, and, I, and I agree, and I, I think, you know, part of, of that Tyrannosaurus reptilian brain um, was, you know, it's a limbic brain, the reptilian brain. It's an ancient oh, yes. brain. And then we've got this mammalian brain with the neocortex. Neo is new, cortex is brain, our new brain. And especially this prefrontal cortex that can anticipate solving problems, executing a plan, and anticipating what will happen next. And, and fucking you up with planning for the future. And it can. But do you think maybe, this is just you know sort of totally out there, but I wonder if we're not on an 
the cusp of an evolutionary leap, where we really shift this brain from this impulsive limbic system to this more rational prefrontal cortical thing. What it, I know it's kind of nutty, but I really, I really do think that we're, we're right on the brink of something. I think Maybe. you both believe there's a leap. It's just that Dr. Joe is, you're leaping into something better. And John, you think yeah. we're leaping off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, I think we're going off a cliff. I really do. I mean, we wouldn't have to have that evolution to it. We're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, some lab, someday, some will create the virus that does, in fact, infect 100% of the people and does, in fact, have a 100% death rate. Well, okay. Um, you think that's out of the question? Think again, people. No, not at all. So, it's what we do with uh, it. People in biological labs creating these weapons. What guarantees do we have that the shit they're creating is not going to escape? Huh? None. Yeah. None. But in any case, that's a different story. Um, the, the, the question was rational. Holy fuck. All right, rational. What does that actually mean? It means logical, based on some set of functions and principles upon which that logic can rest. Uh, like I don't know, Boolean algebra, right? A computer, so two computers, which is basically Boolean algebra. Uh, that is the foundation upon which it rests. And there is no doubt that that foundation is true 100%. We're pretty goddamn useless in solving problems of the human heart. Uh, or of the negative aspects of ourselves. We are loving, and kind, and generous, um, compassionate. Simultaneously, we are uh, greedy and fearful, jealous, envious, mm -hmm. yep. gluttonous. So um, logic will never solve that problem, my friend, because in the world of logic, that set of problems Defies logic. That's your left brain shit talking to you right there. But um, so there's no logic to the subconscious, logic to anything uh, below uh, the level where mathematics still functions. Yeah, I, I agree. You know that that it's it's not it's not the logic, but but it gets into this. As you say, you know, memory, irrational thought, you know, subconscious thought. Oh, oh my God, that almost brings us back into your therapy session. Oh, okay. Let's do back. <laughs> Except we don't have time. We've oh, around. no, no. Ah. Oh, no, we're not out of time. Check. Before, before we do that, though, can, yes. can we see Janice? Because I, I, I would love once again just to thank her if she wants to come on. Thank her once again for for arranging this because it's really no. It's the reason. Okay, I'm serious now. Okay, is the reason that you're asking that? It's because of the rumors that cropped up in the past two days. I have no idea what Janice are. But the Janice is left me. Is that no, why you want to see her? No, my God, no. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know any of those rumors. What's going on? Yeah. No, you know, from, because a lot of people called and said. Janice in there, but yes. Can we see her or talk to her? No, I, 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 
I can tell you, John, I'm never going to lie to you or bullshit you. I, I'm, okay. I'm just, I'm so not, we can pass on I, that. Is that correct? Yeah, totally. No, okay. no well, idea. Janice, Janice, baby, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, no idea. Hi, I just want to thank you again for setting this up. Really appreciate it. Of course. And honestly, course, you're most welcome. You know, it's um, it's just it's just such a treat for us to be chatting with both of you. Um, but I, I do have a, a quick question for you, if it's okay. Yes. So is this guy full of crap or is he like really, really as smart as, as everybody thinks he is? What do you think? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> About half and half. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, really though. We, we, we so enjoy this. Truly do so. No, John, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna lie to you. Or never gonna go. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna stop fucking with you because you take everything seriously. So, <laughs> which is my fault. No. I did say let's get serious. When I ever say let's get serious, I'll. I will know. Everybody that that's who knows me knows immediately. Oh man, here comes a joke. Uh oh. Okay. Good. I, I will. I will absorb that into my head. I, I got a, I got a quick question for you though. I, I know Mark's got a question too, but you, you mentioned your grandfather and yes. you mentioned growing up. So where did you grow up actually? Okay, well, I was born in England. Uh, my father was a US serviceman uh, serving in World War II. My mother was British. She was already married. Her husband was in France. And like uh, most of the British women, they took solace in the American soldiers. In any case, I was the product. Um, when I was two, uh, we went to America because at the end of the war, my dad left. I was with my mom when I was born. My dad went there um, and went to the Appalachians, which is the poorest part of America. Yeah. Certainly not the world. I have been all over the world and there are much more <laughs> places that are poverty stricken. So in any case, uh, but it was not pleasant. It was a coal mining area. Uh, didn't have an indoor bathroom. Had an outhouse, which is fine. It always gave me an excuse as a young boy after I could walk by myself to get up the fuck out of the house, right? Ah, yeah, you know, I'm outside for a while. <laughs> um, and um, I don't know. Um, it was uh, a in spite of my father, who was uh, spectacularly abusive, my grandfather, by the way, to explain this, okay, so when we, when we went back to America, listen, this is 1947, nobody had any fucking money anywhere. World War II had just ended. Mm -hmm. You know, England had been bombed into oblivion. Germany, the economy totally collapsed, and like most of Eastern and Western Europe. Um, but there, there was fuck me, nothing. So we were living in a two-room apartment underneath, um, on the first floor of my grandfather's and grandmother's house, which is a bigger house up above. Right? Um, so my grandfather was always the counterbalance to my dad. And my grandfather had lived there. Um, I'm talking, all right, so because I, I love talking about my grandfather. Um, had left home with his wife, Nancy, right, with three children, my father and two brothers, just disappeared, came back, and then the kids were young, and my father was 
Hancock, I don't know, something like um, 12. And he was the oldest. So um, anyway, just left her with the kids. And then 10 years later, showed up at the door, <laughs> knocked. <laughs> and my grandmother took him back. <laughs> so that pissed off my dad so much that he, he went off and joined the army. He was not going to sit there after he, for 10 years, had raised two younger brothers and tried to support the fucking family. <laughs> so he was righteously pissed. Um, cannot blame him. But my grandfather, when he came back, he was a total different man. He, he was loving and kind to everybody, even to my dad, even people who didn't like him. Uh, he was missing a finger, this one. Never told anybody why or what. I learned how to shoot with his second, with his middle finger. Taught me how to shoot. Um, and basically told me what life was all about. You know, number one, you can't trust anybody. And if you do, if you, if you think that's not true, then you know nothing of history. Where, for example, in the Roman Empire, the highest of civilizations where people were polite and, and cultured and educated and knowledgeable, 80% of all of the Caesars were killed either by their wife, number one wife, um, two, uh, son, three, brother, or someone wanting the throne. And this is true. We can look at, look at English history. Same thing. <laughs> What, what do you do when you win a war? Uh, you eradicate the royal family, right? Um, if you have people who are cooperating from your enemy, which the smart people did, they go, oh my God, we're not going to win this war. So you, you'll go to the opposing king in France and say, listen, <laughs> I'm on your side. What can I do for you? And they say, well, you can help them. It's whacking the king. Please, you can't trust them. The only person you can trust is yourself. Even mothers, mothers of, in Rome, many mothers killed their own children for ambition or for the ambition of their favorite son or daughter. And you think it's only in ancient Rome? No, fuck me, in America. I mean, look at the number of cases where mothers have, like in, I think, North Carolina, mother drove her two infants uh, into a pond, drowned them, because her boyfriend didn't want them. Now, who can you trust? You think, well, I can trust my wife because I know my wife. I would challenge you um, that if you think you know your wife, then you do not know yourself. But I do appreciate that Janice is willing to, to taste the food and drink the drink uh, before she does. you do. She does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. And if she were smart, I mean, she'd do the same with everybody, like I do with everybody. Yeah. Listen, you hand me something, like it happens constantly. People go, oh, here, glass of wine. What is your favorite? Whatever. I go, thank you. You know, and I'll hold it. As soon as I, they turn their back, I'll put it down or something. Hmm. Um, and if they're watching like a hawk, I'll actually spill it. But I'm sure it's fine. I'm not going to drink it. Huh. I just love this 
this dynamic here. It's like, cause John, you're like a one man cavity crew to Dr. Joe where it's like, you both make so much sense. You're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about what's been and what's probable looking at the math. Dr. Joe, you look at what can be and what's possible looking at the human mind. Mm. Yeah. But, but in my case, I, I, everything I know, I mean, no, came from school, books, Google research, or uh, words from another person's mouth. Everything I know came from my own experience. Yeah. And so, some of my experiences have been, for many people, extraordinary. Yeah. In scope and, and depth. Uh, I was chased by an entire army and police. Right. Uh, escaped into Guatemala, jailed by 50 Interpol officers in Guatemala. Um, Janice and I just seven months ago, she just got out of uh, jail in the Republic. To me, this is just ordinary life. This is yeah. what, if, well, if you're outside the box, I mean, outside completely, like, I don't give a shit about anything I own. If you doubt that, Janice has been with me long enough to see things that she thought were precious to me where they're going, oh my God, we can't leave it here because no, we're leaving it here. We have to leave. Come. Um, stuff means nothing to me. Money means nothing to me. Why? It's the easiest thing in the world to make, easiest thing in the world to lose. Um, need some, make some. Not too much to lose some. Um, no. The only thing that matters to me is well, number one, enjoying myself 24 hours a day, no matter where I am or what's happening. Um, and, and number two, leaving for my children and grandchildren. And yes, I have a few great grandchildren. Um, a world easier to navigate. <laughs> John, that, I mean, that's. One, the one and, I entered. And you still think that's possible? Yes. It's already happening in, in some ways. I mean, but, yes, it's possible. But, but it that, is possible. That says, I think that says wonderful things about you, John. I really do. Does it? Because, well, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 talks about, it talks about resilience. It talks about, you know, connection to other people, even though, even though there were people in your life that you couldn't trust. It doesn't. Oh, mean, listen, no. Janice. Here, now, here's a story for you. Okay, so from the time Janice has been, and I've always had security guards, as many as 50 sometimes. I had 17 when they tried to arrest me in Belize. Uh, we've had, what's the next we've had, David? Oh, at one time, seven. Seven. So, um, but a different class, okay. only Navy SEALs um, and Marines, uh, ex-Marines, ex-Marines, ex-Navy SEALs, really tough motherfuckers. Um, now, when I ask anybody for a recommendation for security, I don't know what their motivation might be for recommending someone. If I answer an ad or put an ad in, I'm inviting my enemies to join my team. So, I don't care. I do one one time, I'll do something else another. I've advertised on my Twitter account for security people. Um, 
25% of the people I hire are plants. Um, and like, okay, here's one guy. This is so fucking crazy. What was his name? The Colombian guy. Ian. Ian. Okay, so. <laughs> so I had this one guy. Now keep in mind, the Sinaloa cartel was after me for the first three years, four years, the, I, when I came back to America on behalf of police who I'd embarrassed and totally destroyed their economy. In some senses, tourists didn't go there for two years after all the negative stuff in the world press. Um, but um, what, what, where was it? You're talking about, about Ian. Irish Ian. Like, I can't remember that bastard's name. Okay, Ian. So now Ian, so he comes to the plot. Now in his resume, um, he's Colombian. Speaks fluent English. He is um, ex-military, and it's pretty fucking obvious. Just the way you know, I, I sometimes throw a random pistol in their direction and say, "This is something." You can throw me any fucking pistol on the planet, and I can do so without watching. Uh, if they can't, then, then I'll military. So, you know, things like this. Um, and. Then he said he was with Colombian intelligence services. <laughs> that was on his goddamn resume. So I, I, you know, we talked for about an hour. And, and then I finally said, listen, um, did you ever work for the cartel? He said, oh yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, after he left, I told Jeff, I said, we have to hire him. We have to, because he's, Obviously not who he says he is. I mean, if he is, he's an idiot. But you want a job with me? <laughs> you, you've worked for the cartel? Right. You know. So in any case, Ian, we hired him. Uh, and it didn't turn out well. But while he was there, it didn't turn out well for, for, for him. We fired him. I always fire these people after I find out. Because really, once you get to know someone, their habits, do they drink, do they smoke weed, do they take up or is it down? I mean, yeah, you know, so you've got the drug avenue for controlling behavior. Behavior to the point that they trust you. The trust uh, behavior, mm. that is the listening to you when you actually talk. Um, asking you questions are pretty goddamn deep. Um, things like this. So in any case, after after I got all the information I needed from him, I fired him. Um, but one out of four, my entire life, has been false. Once I started, once I had the need for security, um, listen, you get enough governments angry at you, you have to have security. I'm sorry, it's just the way it works. What a what a balancing act between security and trust. How do you balance? There's no trust. I have no trust. There's no balancing act at all. I don't yeah. trust anybody, so there's nothing to balance. Nothing to balance. I just, I just perceive in this person that it has nothing to trust. I see, as a matter of fact, dude, they should have sent somebody else. I mean, what idiot chose you? <laughs> the man that I would never hire in a million years if I were a straight shooting, you know, somebody who hired a genesis. Anyway, yeah. um, it's been very nice. And thank you very much. I'm sorry, I have to go now. No, no, I understand. Thanks, John. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Let's, can, uh, we're still recording, right? So, yeah. So yep. he took off his glasses for the first time I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. you notice yeah. that, Thomas? Mm -hmm. Yep.
He did. Uh, I think he wants to find someone who can convince him he's wrong. Maybe. You know, I, I tell you what I was going to say, and again, I, I, I just want him to talk right now, but what I was, what I was resonating with me was I also lived in a, a growing up world where trust was not there. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, you know, my parents argued, they were, you know, at each other all the time. And I, I learned all of that. But I remember very young making a conscious decision, not knowing anything about the prefrontal cortex at the time, but consciously saying, I am not going to repeat what my parents did. I'm not going to have that kind of a marriage, that kind of a life, that kind of discord. I, I know there's something else there and I'm going to find it and create it at the same time. And I, I gotta tell you, I, I was blessed, totally blessed because a series of things occurred in my life where, where I became more and more convinced of that. Zoom was one of them. Zoom came at such a pivotal time of my life uh, when my parents were in the midst of a pretty contentious divorce. Um, and all of a sudden I had somewhere to go every afternoon where I was being you know, sort of accepted and valued and being part of a community. It sounded like his grandfather was that for him. Yes, yes, very much so, very much so. And, and that's, that's that balancing act because, you know, I, I hear in him all of this, this anger and this mistrust. And yet I think he's a, I think he's a really caring, sensitive guy. Yeah, yeah I get that too. You know, the, uh, there's a Japanese term for it, tsundere. I think it's that describes it, where a character seems rough and uh, cynical on the outside, but very gooey and sentimental on the inside. Yeah, I, I tell you, it was delightful. Truly, a delightful. I'd love to. I'd love to get him back on as this progresses too, mm -hmm. because. Um, I was really interested. I was trying to, you saw me trying to get in there a couple of times, but I'm, I'm trying to understand his, his business mind of this. Like how as a leader would he be handling this? You know, what are the politics? Is he watching, you know, are the, is he seeing what fools the politicians are with their mm -hmm. passive, um, you know, demands and guidelines and then backpedaling and then, you know, you know, saying, do this now we, we've got new information you know, and the leadership, the lack of leadership that we have right now in America, I'd love to hear because I know, you know, he's, he's the libertarian guy. I can't wait to start seeing him on some of these political, uh, political interviews. Yeah. And as a, and as an owner of a, of a massive corporation, you know, I know he was the creator founder. And then, you know, I think the, you know, the Wall Street venture kind of people, you know, pushed him out. He was more like a, you know, like a Steve Jobs and those guys that, you know, created, founded, but like managing through this, I would have loved to have heard how he would have managed through this, although his people would probably be all remote and, you know, or it wouldn't affect yeah. a company like his at all, I would imagine. Well, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to, to... No, listen, you, know. you have to understand, I am fascinated as a viewer just sitting here watching that guy. This, yeah, this was a meeting of the minds. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching the two of you go and, and just him open up. I mean, he's very much accepting the therapy right now. 
Yes, I think so. It's really, really quite interesting. And, you know, looking forward to uh, to doing it again with him. I, I hope he does. But I, I will get used to his sense of humor. Yeah. I well, it's hard. You know what? He's super intimidating, you know, because you, you think you might be offending him, but you're not. You know what? It's Autism Awareness Month. Now you guys know how it feels. <laughs> I think... I think um, that wonderful, wonderful insight. Let's um, let's do it. Great, great insight, Tom. Thank you so much. Dear Romeo, drag from the vile. Did he do it for love or was he just being wild? Who?